I'm the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's a crazy dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's a crazy dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and left behind the baller. Yo, what up, y'all? You are listening to Behind the Baller Podcast. I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble. Yeah, this is the weekend wrap-up, and guess what? We are live and direct from one of my favorite places in the motherfucking world. We are in Tokyo, actually podcasting directly from Roppongi. And uh, if you don't know Roppongi, it's just fly-ass little part of Tokyo. Super dope. Um... How do we even get into it? You know, I love Tokyo so fucking much. I love Japan so much, period. Uh, I've been coming here since the 90s. Um, people are so welcoming here. It's so clean. People are just like, they have manners. It's just, service is crazy. Service is always AAA1, beyond triple A1. Um, bathrooms are always like, beyond immaculate and guess what? There's a fucking bathroom everywhere. Like if you, if if I had fucking ulcerative colitis, you know, during the time and I lived in Tokyo, I'd be all right. I mean, it would suck, but I, you know, I'm good. This fucking bathroom, literally every single fucking place there is. Anyways, the food here is crazy. I've already said that many times that Japanese is probably my top three favorite food. Um, you know, the Philippines, again, it's, Philippines is fun as fuck. Philippines is amazing. It, that's probably, you know, my other favorite place in Asia. Um, but it's just not as safe, you know, and there's no disrespect. I'm not, I'm not saying anything wrong and they've made it a lot more safe, but I can literally walk around all through fucking Tokyo, through anywhere. I could walk in the countryside. I could walk anywhere in Tokyo with a million dollars in jewelry on, a million dollar watch, fall asleep on the street and no one's fucking with me. Um, one thing about the Philippines though, is that everyone there speaks English and over here, it's just like, it's getting better. But it's just not, you know, they're not there yet. And also the Philippines has a thousand islands. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, man. So let's get right into it. Um, Friday, I land. I don't even have time. Early afternoon. And I see uh, the homie Benjamin Kicks. He was on my plane. Seen some other dude. And was just like walking in front of me. Some like Jewish kid. And he had like a Chrome Hearts t-shirt. And some off-white shorts or some shit. And he had some, he had some Travis Scott low Jordan ones. And I was like, all right, dog. Who the fuck is this kid? And then um, I walked past him, and he was like, yo, Ben. And I turned around, and I was like, do I know you, fool? And he was like, no, 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 the other Ben. And I was like, okay, whatever. He's like, no, Ben, Ben is here. I'm like, Ben who, motherfucker? Ben Kenobi? You know? And it's Benjamin Kicks. Anyways, Benjamin Kicks. If you don't know who Benjamin Kicks is, he's like, you know, sneaker uh, extraordinaire. Um, he's the dude, uh, if you listen to DJ Khaled when he was saying business, how's business? It's booming. And like that's what Benjamin Kicks, he's a little 17 or 20. I don't know how fucking old he is. Um, but he out there getting money, slanging kicks, and he's doing his thing. He's just out here just to fucking be out here. I gave him shit. Cause you know what though? When I was his age, it wouldn't even fucking matter. You know what I mean? Plus he's like five foot seven. But he flew economy over here. And um I flew a Delta One. Uh this was the first time I've been in a Delta One suite. This shit was lit as a motherfucker. Like Saw some review, man. Some dude was like, Delta One ain't shit. Singapore air is better. The food, this, that. Man, shut your dumb ass old ass up, bro. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? And again, you know what? I don't know. I've flown Delta One domestically from 
LA to New York and LA to Hawaii in a straight lay down bed. A domestic flight, like, you know, cross country, lay down beds. You know what I'm saying? Good liquor, good food. Anyways, they had this service at, at Delta One, you know, I like, you know, took me past TSA, went through a special little check-in. Then I, you know, I go to the um, the gate and I go down to the, basically to the tarmac and I jump in a fucking car and the motherfucking brand new 2019 Porsche Cayenne is there to pick me up. And it was like brand new. It should have had 1,100 miles on it. it. Smelled new. They came and picked me up and took me to my plane. That shit was next level. I don't know how... I, it was crazy, especially at LAX. I've never done that before. I've done that, you know, private jets and stuff and everything. And like, you know, my boy Cole, man. Cole makes a lot of money. He's doing his thing. He's 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 worth crazy paper, you know, way more paper than I got. And he always says the stupidest shit I ever heard. Sometimes, sometimes it's just it's crazy. People think I'm petty or say shit. He's like, oh man, do this and the wind. Man, shut your fucking white ass up. Yo, white piece of bread, motherfucking tall ass glass of milk. Fuck is you talking about, bro? Come on. Oh, the wind does this and it flies me and flies. Yeah, bitch, to Vegas. No one gives a fuck. Take a private jet. I don't give a fuck. About Listen, any flight under an hour or under under like you know like like short flights like that, who gives a fuck? I, I'm not gonna waste 15 bands. I used to do that shit. Man, I used to go on private and this and that. Good for the little kids who never done it before. That shit, you know, it's I don't really trip. I fly southwest to fucking Vegas. I don't give a fuck. That shit don't mean nothing. International or flights that are over like three hours? No, nah, dog. I, I, I got to be in first or I got to be on a jet or something. And I won't do a jet overseas and will not do it ever fucking again. I will never fucking experience. I never. So yeah, man. Delta One was dope. The suite was lit. You have, you know, like you actually close your door. You're full lie down bed. You get the nice little amenity pack with the Toomey kit. I just like all that shit, man. They get the, the food was good. Everything was, everything was lit, man. It was, it was, it was dope. Bathrooms are dope. You know, they treat you good and. And I landed and um, get to the airport, get to customs. I passed customs. And, uh, you know, I got the VVS on me. And um, we're going to get into that in a minute, too. That shit, wow, man. bro. You know what? Fuck that. We're going to get into that now before we can talk about fuck. This shit has got me so hot right now. Shit got me fucked up. So the tobacco industry, big tobacco, is coming after us real hard right now. All right. You know Juul is a multi-billion dollar company, like retarded money, ridiculous money. Jewel is kicking everyone's ass. Jewel is doing some fucking Amazon type money. That shit is crazy, right? So I'm sure you've been listening and stuff. And, and I, I paid attention to a few things. A lot of people just got misinformation. And even though I don't know everything, I know what's going on in the vape business. So I don't give a fuck what you read on the news. And I don't give a fuck what you heard from anybody else. And I don't care how much you know about something. You don't know what the fuck is going on in my business. So shut the fuck up in the DMs, you stupid, dumb motherfuckers. Period. I'm in a great mood, by the way, so don't take that shit like, like I'm mad about nothing. It's just people are fucking stupid. So going on, there's been like nine deaths in the 50 states of the United States of America, and they're tripping. So Massachusetts put a three-month ban or a six-month ban. I don't know what the fuck they did, right? I think Oregon is suggesting doing a ban, which would suck because I have, I have VVS in Oregon. Um... But California is a big deal right now, and they're talking about lobbying and doing this and that, whatever, and people are, you know, trying to fight it. And uh, MedMen is definitely trying to fight it because, you know, there's billions at stake right now. Select, billion-dollar company. Doses, billion-dollar company. You know, VVS, we aren't there yet, but we got multi-fucking-millions of dollars. You know, we have close to $10 million invested in pens, and that ain't no small amount of money. You know, it's definitely going to affect us, you know what I'm saying? And, like, 
they're trying to put a one-year ban. And if they do that and California gets banned, oh, man, everyone's going to follow suit. The thing is, my partners are really worried about it. And, you know, and I should be worried because it's a big deal. And then that's, you know, that's goodbye to VVS for, for I mean, I don't know. And we got an enormous event coming up on October 12th at the Beverly Hills MedMen store. And so this is something of concern, you know. But Jungle Boys posted this thing talking about um, we saw this letter, blah, blah, whatever. And I'm saying, listen, I'm not saying it's fake news, but... Yo, bro, that shit was supposed to happen yesterday. You know, I, I ain't heard anything today. Um, actually, I need to call my family, Esther, see what she heard. But, you know, these companies that got billions, you know, they're going to go against big tobacco anyway, regardless. Because let me tell you something real quick. Oh, man, nine people died. People are getting sick. Yeah, they're getting sick off fucking dirty pens with pesticides and fucked up shit and vitamin E in the oil and all this other bullshit. Guess what? That ain't my problem. It's not what we got going on. We got fucking full compliant testing over here. Okay, same with selecting doses. The only thing with selecting them, everyone, 99% of these companies that are on a major level, they're white labeling. Guess what we're doing? We extract our own shit. We make our own oil. We do our own manufacturing. The whole nine from A to Z. All right, and I'm proud of that shit. Okay, so this shit is a motherfucking concern. It's a bitch, you know, because we're, you know, I'm so fucking close. We're, you know, one year, two year, three years away from catching a motherfucking eight, nine figure check. And I'm talking about check for me, period. Yes. All of us eat. And, you know, if I eat, you know, a lot of my homies eat. And like I said, we'll get into the 250 later. That's not going to be mentioned in this show. Or, you know, just a couple hundred people I want to have in this army. That's not going to be mentioned in this show. Because we're going to talk about this and then talk about Tokyo. But this shit's crazy. Because 480,000 people, you know, almost 500,000 people, almost a million, well, half a million people have died this year alone off of tobacco, cigarette-related deaths, okay? And you trip it on nine, you don't get the fuck out of here with that shit, man. That's so fucking corny. And they're, you know, they're about to fucking ban Jewel and all this other shit and everything else. I don't know. This shit's crazy. I can't see it happen in LA County and New York. This shit is, especially because we follow all the rules, that shit will, man, it will, it, I ain't gonna lie to you. It's gonna fuck me up a little bit. But you know what? I could just go back and be like, fuck this. I'm gonna go back and make chains, you know? Go back and make my chains and, you know, go back to making you know, $100,000 chains instead of two fifty, and just start cleaning up. But then, you know, my creativity might get a little crazy. And um, because right now I'm making a piece. I'm making a piece right now. It's going to fuck some people up. And the other, man, you know what? Some dude today, man, he tweeted. He's like, yo, Raffaello, um, Greg Yuna, uh, Shine Jewelers, Ben Baller, and uh, Johnny Dang or some shit. You guys are my people. One day I want to work with you guys, but Elliot's putting a lot of pressure. I'm like, yo, bro, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? Like, good for dude, but bro, I'm here in Tokyo, man, about to do my third collaboration with Murakami. My shit is in museums, bro. Like, motherfuckers don't even know who he is. All good. You know, I'm, I'm glad he's doing his thing, but I'm talking about like on some other shit. Like, you know what I mean? Can't compare bags because that's not even close. And the level of work I'm doing and everything else, it's, it's just not close, man. It's like some dude really, people just really have no idea. You know, they just, just, they got no clue. So, anyways, Friday, you know, because I'm enough with the fucking vape pen shit. It's just stupid. I get through security, get through uh, TSA, customs, everything. You know, I got my pens on me. I take a few hits. And um, my boy Hiroshi, who is a almost 20-year friend of mine, comes and picks me up at the airport. Now, this is what I mean. Like, this guy's married. He has a kid. He's busy. He's got his own life, you know what I mean? But this dude's just so happy to see me. I'm happy to see him. We've been, you know, friends for a long time. We don't got to talk all the time. He's just a good fucking solid person. This is the epitome of a very solid Japanese 
human being. This guy is just a good citizen. He is a decent guy. He's just a, just, man, fuck, here, I love you so much, man. So he came and picked me up. He had a fly-ass Lexus, man. He got dope-ass Lexus. I don't think they even had that model in uh, in America. And um, he picked me up and uh, from Haneda. And um, if you don't know this by now, because I had to have my boy Eddie Cruz. Eddie is a dude who put me in the streetwear and everything. And he's uh, put me on a cause. He actually put cause on in L.A. Um, Eddie owns, well, he owned Union L.A., owned Stussy. And then um, he got rid of it. He uh, is the co-founder and owner of Undefeated. And he also owns Part of Supreme. Eddie was like coming out here all the time because he got mad undefeated out here. And he's like, yo, you got to stop flying on Narita. Narita ain't, the, ain't it. You know what I'm saying? You got to fly to Haneda. So, you know, landed in Haneda. And um, yeah, man, you know, we hit a little traffic. But uh, we got here like we got we got back to my hotel like around 35 minutes or so. And um, speaking of hotels, I got people in my DM saying a lot of the people in the DMs like, yo, man, I saw your story. And if you saw how big my fucking room was, it was literally a closet. And that's true. It's way worse than New York City here. And I'm complaining because I have a, a 800 square foot room or 900 square foot room and I'm paying $1,300 a night. And the shit just feels small to me, especially for what I'm used to. You know what I mean? And listen, I don't give a fuck. What I, don't, I don't care if there's people starving in the world and this, that, and everything. I'm not saying I'm insensitive, but listen, man, I work hard as fuck for my money. All right. So I take care of my people, I, t I handle all my responsibilities. So I demand more out of life, okay? Straight up. I'm grateful for my life as well. I'm very blessed and I know that. And I know there's people out there that aren't doing so well. But I have done everything that I can do to be here. And it's not by accident. I'm here for a reason. So going on. Back in the day, Park, the Park Hyatt was my shit. You know, I love the Mandalorian too. I've only stayed there once, but it's super nice. It's just not exactly in the area I want to be in. Ginza's dope. It's like the real Beverly Hills area, but it's not like I want to be around like some regular shit and then some fly shit and also be on some expensive shit and like it's different. Ginza's kind of like it's just not really. It's it's just not it's not me. Um, anyways, the Park Hyatt was my shit for a long time. Um, Aman is pretty much I think the nicest hotel in Tokyo. Period. But uh, we didn't have that kind of budget for this trip. And also, uh, you know, um, it's not close to the Kai Kai Kiki offices, the Murakami spot. So anyways, I'm staying at the Grand Hyatt. And um, lately, I've been very, very, very heavily attached to the Hyatt brand. Um, you saw I stay in the Presidential Hotel um, suite in Cancun. You already know in San Francisco, um, Seattle, a um, couple of different areas. Now I'm about to change that shit. Like, you know, in New York, I only stay at the Langham. I used to stay at the Trump in Soho, but obviously I can't do that shit. And even though he sold it, I don't know, man. Um, there's uh, the Andaz, there's the Parker. There's a lot of actually really, really nice spots, man. If you're in a cool area and you ain't tripping on motherfuckers looking at you like, oh, the truth's broke, you know, don't sleep on the Hyatt house or the Hyatt place, man. Let me tell you something. They got two-bedroom suites. They got kitchens and everything else. It's more for like corporate rates, but this motherfucking price is going to be, they ain't going to be that cheap. But I start building up my Hyatt points like crazy, um, I got to an Explorers level, so like, you know, I get late checkout, free internet, I get like upgrades and all kinds of shit, it's dope, you know, I wish I did this a long time ago, because I've been fucking with the, the Grand Hyatt in San Francisco and all that stuff and everything. So going on, someone hit my DMs, was like, you should stay at the Cerulean, you know, hotel, the, the, the Cerulean is, is where, you know, it's a palace and maybe it's more money and whatever, I'm like, bitch, I've stayed there like five times. I love that hotel. It's dope too. And it's real close to, you know, Shibuya and everything. It's right. It's in Shibuya. And I remember, um, you know, a funny thing is uh, my friend Rumi Neely, she put me up on there. And I remember Neek was staying there from Antisocial. And a bunch of my homies stay there, right? And a bunch of them people. But um, 
that's not it. It's cool, but it's like the Cerulean is legit four star. You know, it might be a 4.25, but it's, it's not just, I'm staying in a five-star hotel. Shit is all the way fly here. You know, they got a fuck, it's connected to a mall. I'm connected to the Pongi Hills Mall. They got Capitol here, Balenciaga, Gucci, Beams. They just got so much fly shit here. The amount of restaurants are in this hotel is just in fucking insane. There's just so much shit popping off over here. The Cerulean is dope because it's a tall building you can get. But if you get fly to fly, that's just not it. No, I'm not going to do it, period. All right, um, going on, five-star breakfast, five, listen, in Asia, period, Philippines, fucking Korea, um, China, yo, when you stay at a five-star hotel in Asia, the breakfast buffet in every hotel you go to is just lit, especially, like I said, five-star hotels only, um, it's just, the buffet is just crazy, it, it's just so good, speaking of food, period, I told you, food here is just on a whole nother motherfucking level. Okay, you can't compare it. It's just there's so many Michelin star restaurants here. It's just crazy. So um, on Friday after we uh, I checked in my room, Hero kicked it here with me for a little bit. I unpacked, kind of got settled, set up the the podcast shit, and um, you know got a lot going on. I got a lot on my mind. I I I've had a lot of anxiety lately, and uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. And I just started feeling crazy lately. I don't know what the fuck's up with me. And uh, I slept okay on the plane, you know, I didn't really feel super jet lag, nothing, you know, I told you, I know, I know how to, how to get into mode, and how you do that is, I do it through assistance, which, you know, I don't suggest it to other people, it's just, well, one, I don't like flying, as much as I do fly, that was my 78th flight um, here, and, um, you know, I take a little quarter bar of Xanax, I have no problem taking it, I, you know, telling you, I, I have a prescription for it, and it just eases me up, and it evens me out, takes the edge off, and on top of that, um, it'll help me, you know, and, and they suggest, you know, taking up to a bar in a day. And I'm like, nah, man, that's, that's way too much fucking Xanax. That's crazy. So going on, um, when I'm going to a city, I try to choose a certain flight, especially like to, for Tokyo. I like to fly in the morning so that I don't get much sleep at nighttime. I get on the plane. I get a little bit to eat. And then I just get at least five to six hours. If I get that five and six hours, boom. And they get like another hour or two later. Oh, man, you Gucci. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I got my little four hours. And then later I got about an hour and a half. So when I woke up, it was like like nine or ten AM Tokyo time. And then I got like a little I got like a little like nap. I got like about eleven o'clock. I took like an hour and a half nap and woke up, landed. So we good, you know what I'm saying? And so I don't really have like the jet lag problem. But your mindset is off because you know you're you're it's just what it is. I mean, what I did helped me more than anything, but um the fucked up part about this whole shit is I was just in town for only a couple days and I jumped on this plane. As soon as I go back to LA, I'm in town for a day and a half. Then I'm jumping on a plane to fucking Paul's wedding in DC. So I've been fucked up lately and um, I feel like I'm getting chest pains. My heart hurts and like, I don't know if it's heartburn. I don't know if I'm having a heart attack. I don't know if it's anxiety and it's been fucking me up because um, about two years ago, I started having heart palpitations, right? And uh, the actual term is arrhythmia. And we couldn't figure it out. You know, we did blood tests. We did everything. And the shit was cool. I was at the hospital. And um, they were like, damn, man, just monitor it. You know, and it's just fucking scary. And uh, what is it, Sunday? Yeah, Sunday, right? So I wake up. I wake up on Sunday. And I'm just not feeling good. You know, I got some sleep. Um, by the way, I um, 
well, we'll get into that in a minute, but I just, I just, I just didn't feel good. And just, I couldn't, I started getting anxiety. I was anxious. I know I had a photo shoot, you know, with Murakami and shit. And I just felt weird as fuck. And it was driving me motherfucking batshit. It was driving me absolutely crazy. I didn't know what the fuck to do. You know, I drank three bottles of water. Um, I tried to take a hot shower. I tried to get some more sleep. And I just couldn't get over it, you know. So I took a little quarter bar of Xanax. And it evened me out for a little bit. And I just organized, you know, I get my OCD. I get into my little mode. And I got ready and I, and I you know, and I headed out. And it ended up being okay. But for those of you who have, you know, to have anxiety, listen, if you're over the age of 40 and you ain't checked yourself out in a minute, you ain't got a colonoscopy, you didn't get no blood work done, anything else, man, I suggest you do that shit because you fuck around and die, man. The heart attack ain't, ain't waiting for nobody, you know, 40s, 30s, motherfuckers are dying left and right. You got to take care of yourself. And, you know, um, fuck, I'm going back and forth. But on this trip, like I said, you know, in my stories, I haven't had red meat in over four and a half years. And I've had red meat twice now. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But, um, you know, you got to check yourself out. You don't even know. And I was reading this thing, you know, guys who are semi-skinny, but they have a gut. They're in more danger than motherfuckers who are, you know, who, who are super fat. You just got to exercise. And that's, I'm telling myself this because I got to exercise. So anyways, man, Friday, I, I shake out of here. Um, I lost my motherfucking AirPod charger. It's a fucking annoying thing. It's the second time it's happened. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I ain't about to trip on that. I'm too blessed. So I go to Isatan. And um, Isatan is the, it's like the Herods of Tokyo. But in many ways, I can, bar it. well, nah, because Herod's got the pizza dude throwing up the pizzas on fifth floor. It's just super dope. They're both fucking fly ass shits. I kind of like Isatan a little better. Um, don't get me wrong. I love Herod's too. But Isatan is just fresh as fuck. They got all the fly ass shit from, all the way from like, from human made to Yoji Yamamoto to Comme des Garçons to Valentino to Fendi to fucking um, Prada. Um, all the high-end shit you could think of. Fresh-ass shit. Saint Laurent, everything. And um, I go upstairs and uh, I check out the Human Made section and they got these lit t-shirts, man. They got the pack of tees and I love pack of tees. Um, I got this these uh, three-pack of uh, ready-made tees and they're fucking expensive. It was like 350 bucks, but Dr. Wu blessed me. He did a collaboration with them and I'm actually wearing a ready-made tee right now and motherfuckers is heavy. They're just the perfect fucking t-shirt. So I buy these uh, human-made tees, pack of three white t-shirts. They're they're big. They you know they're they're kind of lightweight. They're they're cool. Um, I'm gonna try them out. And so I'm checking out a few things there, whatever. And so I go down and I see these Valentino Birkenstocks. And they kind of fly. I'm gonna lie to you. So I'm like, fuck. I want some Birkenstocks. You know, I don't want to have just some regular shits. I want to have something with a little bit of extra. You know, a little extra pizzazz on them. So these joints is like, I think six hundred bucks or seven hundred bucks or something. But they're dope. I've been wanting to have some Birkenstocks, right? So I try them on. And the back heel area is like kind of fucking me up. So I'm taking my phone out of my pocket, like in and out or whatever. And I see like I drop my, my hotel key and my pockets have zippers. I'm wearing these root pants, right? And I love pockets with zippers. So I don't, you know, I could be on a plane, whatever, and not worry about dropping shit. And I noticed that a $5 bill was sticking out of my pocket. And it kind of like it fell. And I was like, oh, okay. So I pushed it back in. I'm a little out of it. I'm slightly jet lagged. I'm tripping. It's like maybe like 7 p.m. or 6 p.m. I don't know what time it is. And I'm like, all right, I need to, I need to get my shit together. Hiroshi picks up my hotel card. And um, it was just strange. I decided, I was like, hey, Hiroshi, uh, do me a favor. You said there's a Louis Vuitton store here, right? And he misunderstood me. He thought I said Louis Vuitton. So we go check out the whole mall, the whole fucking uh, department store, whatever. It's five floors. And um, we go outside and he takes me to Louis Vuitton. I'm like, what the fuck? What? Why are you taking me to Louis Vuitton? And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I said, I want to go check out Louis Vuitton. 
And he's like, oh, okay, sorry, you know, my friend has publicity for them anyway, we'll go tomorrow, whatever. And I was like, all right, cool, I ain't tripping, whatever. So we walk by um, the Apple store and I go inside to try to get a charger, but you know, you gotta do the Genius Bar reservation if you wanna spend only 60 bucks on the charger instead of buying a whole new set for 160, whatever the fuck it is. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I run to this little store and I wanna get a fucking Pukari sweat, you know, and I take my, my you know, I'm looking for my money and I'm like, yo, nah, that can't be working, you know. I check my fucking fanny pack. I check everything. And um, I don't really bring that much cash around me anymore, but it was $1,560. So $1,560 was missing. In fact, there was and another six or seven bucks because I had my $5 bill, whatever. All my cash is missing from my pocket. Now, going back to what I was talking about with Japanese people, this country does not steal. They just aren't like that. If you drop money, they will fucking tell you. They will, you know, turn it in. And, and the thing is, I thought about it. Maybe I didn't drop it at Isatano. I don't know. You know, I'm going to have Hero follow up, but you know, I thought I maybe left it in the hotel and the hotels called me three times about it. They're tripping about it. They're like, you should call the police. People are DMing me left and right. And I already know this. They're just like, yo, man, you should go check out the restaurant or check out wherever you were because, you know, um, they don't uh, they, they don't steal. And I was like, motherfucker, I know that. All right. Like, what are you talking about? You're talking, I, I've been here fucking 25 times, over 25 times. So I'm a little tight. I lost $1,500, you know, $1,560, whatever. Again, I'm blessed. You know, I'm not tripping. I got, like, checks coming in. I got, you know, other shit happening. So I can't really be that mad about that. But it, it's it's irritating because I think about, like, you know, I could take care of my fucking, uh, take care, you know, give it to my kids or just give it to my wife or something. Someone else who could use it, you know. I, that's the only reason why it irritates me. And it's not about a lot of money. It's just, you know, because I've lost 30, 40 grand. I've lost 70 grand. So anyways, head back to the hotel. I had to go meet up with my boy Jeffo. Jeffo is a is a young kid. He's an Asian kid. I thought he was Korean. Anybody who knows who can tell the difference between Asian rate, like between Vietnamese, Chinese, Korean, all that stuff. He is a he looks Korean as fuck. He's tall. He's like six one, six two. He's he's super tall, young, goofy, but just a good heart, just a good kid. He's just trying to figure himself out right now. And he hit me up um, a few weeks ago, asking for advice and just for direction. And and I could see it. He's passionate and um. You know, he's 20 years old. He's, he's from Sydney, Australia, and he's just, he's left, you know, from where his parents, he's just kind of been on his own. He's solo. He's been traveling to LA, London. It's just, I admire the kid. He's just, you know, he's a dope-ass kid. In fact, you know what? Um, he's going to be here in a little bit. I'm going to have him just talk some shit for like 15, 20 minutes. And, but, you know, he's got like 3 million followers on Instagram, and he's, he's doing his thing. He's figured out a way to make some paper, too. And, then, um, you know, um, I don't know, man. He's a good kid. So, you know, I, I linked up with him, and uh, he met me at my hotel, and he was super hyped to see me. We sat and rapped for a little bit and we decided to go get some food. And I didn't want to go anywhere too crazy. So on Friday night, I was like, yo, man, let's just go hit this. Let's just go hit a traditional Japanese restaurant that makes like traditional, like a home cooked style Japanese restaurant. And um, my man Hiroshi, yeah, you know, he took me to the spot, took me and Jeffo to the spot in, in Roppongi. And it was fucking lit. That, like, I don't even, I can't describe what we ate. Um, I've never had this type of stuff before. But they were like vegetables I never had before. They weren't like broccoli and carrots and shit like that. It was like some whole other roots and stuff. I don't even know what kind of vegetables they were, but they're bomb as fuck. Um, I had a little bit of Wagyu. The shit was really good uh, with some ponzu. It was fucking so good. It was a different style I've ever had. And then my main course came and I got uh, pork tonkatsu, right? And this tonkatsu was made so well. And this is just a regular chill spot. This ain't like some Michelin spot. I've had... Michelin rated tonkatsu and is the best I ever had in my entire life. But 
like Tot in Little Tokyo. The food is incredible. Um, there's a few Korean spots that have really good tonkatsu. But this was like just, it was perfect. The, the way the pork was cooked, everything it was just, it was cooked to perfection. It was the level of, it was super light, crispy, you know, super light breading. It was just, it was just perfect. Shit was bomb as fuck. Um, and yeah, man, had dinner. Um, I was washed by like 9.45. I'm like fucking out of my mind, just tired as hell. And uh, I wanted to send Hero back because I felt bad. You know, he's got a wife and a kid. I'm just like, yo, bro, go back. We'll link up in the morning. And so um, Jeff will came back. We had to have a little heart to heart trying to give this kid some direction. And, you know, like I don't like many people. He already knows that. I don't really fuck with a lot of people. But, you know, if you catch me in the right time, and don't mean, doesn't mean you could just DM me and stuff. I mean, you know, I know this kid. I met him. Met him through Homicide of all people, my boy Craig. So it's like he got an amazing cosign. And, and you know, once in a while, I'll take my time out and try to figure out what he's doing. You know what I mean? I try to go through his finances. Tell him, you know, I want him to tell me exactly how much you're making. What are you doing with this? What are you doing with that? And, you know, for the most part, he's a goofy motherfucker. He just likes to fuck around, won't really you know, take shit serious. But I had to, you know, get on his ass about it. So, you know, we hung out here until 11 or so, and the mass was just tired as fuck. Called my wife, FaceTime me and the kids and everything, and I passed out. So that motherfucker left, and uh, that was Friday night. Um, yo, Dust Brothers, kick in one of them Lakey beats, and uh, we gonna come back and, and let you know about the rest of my weekend. We're back. Um, I, <laughs> I've been kind of backed up, you know what I'm saying? I had to use the restroom, come back. So, you know, Saturday, let's get back into it. Saturday uh, morning, uh, man, I was, again, I was fucked up in my sleep. Couldn't wake up early. Uh, again, that five-star motherfucking Asian breakfast buffet, just so crazy. Just get everything in the fucking, just, man, I felt, I felt absolutely crazy. I ain't gonna lie to you. Um... But it wasn't that it wasn't as bad as a as Sunday. But so Saturday, wake up, get up, get ready, and uh had some press for this um upcoming Murakami collaboration. And um, you know, like I said, there's this mall that's connected to uh to the hotel I'm at. And inside this mall, they have this place called Capital Denim. Start uh spelled with a K. And um my boy KP, he he put me up on Capital and he was like, Yo, this is a fly shit right now. And this was like almost three years ago. And I was like, this spot? For real? And next thing I know, ASAP Rocky, every motherfucker is on Capital Denim, like heavy. In fact, this little fool, Benjamin Kicks, was like, yo, I want to go check out Capital. Don't get the fuck out of my face, bro. I just love fucking with Benjamin. Anyways, um, so yeah, I walked around there. You know what I'm saying? They had beams inside the mall. They had uh, all kinds of fresh-ass shit, you know, just dope-ass shit. Oh, by the way, they got Estonation, which is like Eseton, but... It's a little different. Like destination is like would compete with like uh would compete with um Saks or like Neon Marcus, but it's definitely dope in both those spots. It's fucking super fresh, and uh, they got like five coffee shops over here. It's fucking crazy, motherfucking Koreans and Japanese love coffee, and they're all gourmet, and it's just crazy, man. Everyone is like, there's so many places of business here, and you know the economy was down for a little bit, but like you know people don't they don't they don't budge. You know, they take care of their own. This shit is different out here. You know, it's like, I don't know, man. They're just so proud and just 
I'm telling you, I fuck with Japanese so heavy. So um, I did the press run, and uh, they, they have um, the actual museum here. There's also a huge museum here, and um, in Roppongi Hills, and the the fucking the the exhibition that's here currently happens to be fucking Jean Michel Basquiat, and I'm like, God damn. And later we'll get into a whole fucking thing about that, even though he's an enormous, you know, and and became bigger and bigger and is still growing and growing. And my um, somewhat ties to him are different than everyone else's because um, he was like a godfather to one of my best friends. And um, one of my best friends' godfather was Andy Warhol. So that's just crazy shit, man. I'm telling you, Forrest Gump shit. I'm tying all kinds of people. So my boy Hiroshi comes, picks me up. And we head to Harajuku, and Harajuku is like my favorite spot. You know what I'm saying? Like, I haven't got to check out uh, Aoyama yet, but um, you know I've checked out everything else pretty much. Uh, tomorrow I go to Ginza. I got a meeting with Mastermind, and if you know what Mastermind is, and you know Mastermind is pretty much the most expensive fucking brand in the world. Um, it's more expensive than Hermes, and it is just super limited, crazy. Um, they went away for a while. They stopped making clothes. Now they're kind of back. And they're only in super high-end shit. And um, they wanted me to, to collab with them on this Diamond Skull. I don't know what happened. Maybe I got too busy and maybe just things didn't. I don't know. I, I didn't pursue it very aggressively. So um, speaking of aggressively, had a conversation with my man Shalizi. And um, again, I'm telling you, this guy Mo Shalizi is going to be a mogul. He's he's going to be somebody very big in the business. When I say big, I'm talking he's going. he went from zero to 100 mil very quickly. I don't know if he's at 100 million, but but it, it'd be very quickly, quicker than most people. And he just figured it out and he didn't go that dick sucker route, which I fucking love, you know what I mean? And, and just, just fucking amazing. So anyways, I, I, I got a meeting with them tomorrow in Ginza, so I hit Ginza tomorrow, but going through Harajuku and, um, you know, there's always all kinds of fucking characters and shit and everything. I hit Visvum, of course, shout out to John Mayer and, uh, you know, rock through Visvum again, of course, there's no motherfucking... Um, there's no crystals. Uh, I did pick up some crystals. I think I mentioned in the last episode, two episodes ago, in Vegas during my boy Paul's uh, bachelor party. And uh, I can't wait to break them in because right now they make my fucking feet bleed. But them shits is fire. So anyways, check out Visum. Check out this new uh, trading spot or trading store. What the fuck it's called? I don't know. Comme de Garçon is probably the most popular like high-end brand here. Like They have a street-level brand and they have like the high-end and they have fucking this, that, and the third, they got play, and they have just so many different levels of, of CDG, and um, this one's inside uh, the Harajuku store, well, there's like five in Harajuku probably, but went in there, and I copped some of these uh, these vans, they're super fresh, and uh, then my boy Jeffo came up, meet up with us and stuff, and um, this motherfucker's never been to Luke's Lobster before. Now, Luke's Lobster is based out of, uh, I'm pretty sure, New England, right? I mean, specifically, I think it might be Maine. We hit up Luke's Lobster. He's been living in Tokyo for three months. He's been everywhere, but he's never been Luke's Lobster. And I was like, listen, bro, if you don't get a fucking Luke's Lobster roll here in Tokyo, I'm going to smack the shit out of you. I remember like four years ago or three years ago when I first opened, I must have had fucking 10 of them in three days. Like, Jesus Christ. So he gets it and he's like, oh, this is actually really good. I'm like, oh, really? You fucking asshole. And um, he's from Sydney, you know, so seafood over there is just incredible. But he's just said this is the best sandwich he's ever had and bread is so buttery and just off the hook in fact that motherfucker went back today and got it again right before he got on his plane so you know we walk around harajuku i check out everything opening ceremony i want to check out patagonia carhartt obviously because carhartt they don't have one in la and i'm talking about the real like boutique style carhartt shit 
check out Beams. Go check out my boy Kubo store, GR8. And if you know about GR8, um, then you know what time it is about Tokyo. He's he, this motherfucker's the man. He really has that dope ass exclusive boutique style shit. You know, anyone from Kanye to Jay Lorenzo to fucking anybody cool in the fashion space, especially like Virgil or somebody, they're all fucking with GR, you know, with, with uh, Kubo and GR8. And um, while I'm in GR8, I get a call. I get a call from my boy Char. And uh, this is disturbing as a motherfucker. Char is uh, is Mark Jacobs' husband. And you already know the level of respect I have for Mark Jacobs. Char has been nothing but a dear friend to not just me, but to my businesses and just a good person. And uh, way before I had my podcast, you know, invited me to his wedding. And, and you know, my, my my wife has a fucking crush on Char. It's so fucking hilarious. And um, a good looking dude, man. Like, you know, just solid guy. These men are just great, decent people. And, um, he, you know, I suggested he hit up this dude I know, Wayne, in New York who has a business out there to do these cars and sends me these pictures of his fucking G-Wagon that's been sitting in the shop for three months and he had a brand new G63, paid like 40, 50 over sticker. And you know, that he was excited and it's just like, a, it was like a beautiful gift for him from Mark Jacobs. And just, I'm just, I get these pictures and it looks like fucking, it looked like my son put this together. My seven-year-old son, not my five-year-old son, my seven-year-old son, it looked like he put this car together. And I was so fucking upset i haven't been that upset in a long fucking time man and it's just because i'm so scared you know what i mean he's like yo it's not your fault you said that you know he, he didn't he, you know you didn't know and then just suggest this person you know realistically i don't like to suggest anybody except platinum motorsport um austin rivers trying to talk about someone spot in florida man shut the fuck up austin i know you fuck with cars you young fuck you when work is good you know but at the same time you know not everyone gets treated the way i do i guess i don't know and we'll discuss that later but man they they really fucked up chars brand new body g-wagon and i'm just like man wayne you gotta make that shit right dog this could be real ugly for you bro this is like anyways so we you know we, we uh go get some coffee uh check out this little nego shop he, he's the little nego store he's got a little store in the harajuku spot and i check out location scout this space where um this crazy ass tunnel in this mall where uh i'm gonna do a photo shoot you know with with, with murakami and i'm like crazy i don't know what the fuck's up with me man you know crazy anxiety all kinds of shit going through my body and just i'm just i'm just feeling weird i just feel crazy so um you know we walk in the streets of harajuku i hit supreme up and there's a motherfucking line like two hundred thousand people deep and i was probably like about like 400 people and i was like yo fuck man it's regular saturday but i guess they dropped some new shit so uh checked out neighborhood um checked out undefeated of course checked out beams and just you know trying to buy some random little trinkets and stuff little little things here and there picked up a little, little i like little accessories you know the little little things right now i'm really fucking with tie-dye heavy i've been fucking with tie-dye for like last year so i'm trying to check out a few don't fit few vintage spots but i just don't have a lot of time and i got jeff with me and that's kind of stressing me out not because he's with me but like like i want to make sure he, he gets to see shit he don't really get to see and he's not really fucking with like streetwear and shit like that he's just he's young and just in his own lane we just walking around and uh we do some shopping and then uh i hit finally hit louis Vey. And I finally hit Louis V and I just, you know, my, my girl, Irene Kim, who's a huge Korean model. She's probably one of the biggest, especially at her age. There's no way anyone over 25, not fucking with her in that model space. She's just crazy. And Irene's just the cutest thing in the world. She's 5'11 or 5'10. And she's just, I love Irene. I met her when she was starting out before she became big. And uh, she's doing campaigns with people like Louis V and Louis V is a huge brand. I went in there and picked up a wallet. Um, I wanted to get this jacket, but I was like, you know what? I don't want to fucking carry all this shit back. 
because I'm already grabbing mad. I have so many bags on me already. So um, I pick up this last wallet and uh, we get in the car and we head over to Shibuya. And um, I'm like, man, this is just a fucking movie. Shibuya is just too crazy for me. So I have Hiroshi drop me off. He seems like he had a lot on his mind and uh, I feel bad again. You know, I, when people come to L.A. to visit me, I tell them, man, L.A. is the worst place for you to visit me. Unless you got kids too. If you got kids, you bring them over and all the kids play together, boom. Otherwise, it's just too hard for me to fucking sit down or even meet up with you unless we doing business. Because, you know, three kids in L.A., I got, I got to spend time with the kids. So I know, you know, he wants to go hang out with his son and his wife. So I was like, hey, bro, you know, go on and take care of you know, your family and stuff. So he shakes off. And me and um, me and Jeffo decide to walk around the mall a little bit. And uh, finally, I get Jeffo on the podcast just for no reason, just because he's just a fucking weirdo. And uh, he's a good kid. And um, we're going uh, to play that in a little bit. But uh, Saturday night, he wanted to go to eat. Uh, he wanted American food. So there's a spot in the Rapongi Hills Mall called Diner. It's called like As, As Classics Diner. I don't know, A-S, As Classics Diner. And, and it was fucking dope as fuck. They had their playing like all 50s, 60s music. They're playing Elvis, a lot of oldies. And um, like a classic, like imagine Johnny Rockets, but better food. And I ain't gonna lie to you too, with 80s, 90s, Johnny Rockets food was fire. Like I love Johnny Rockets, man. Now, I don't know. It's a little, I don't know if it's the same. So, and Johnny Rockets, man, you don't know, man. I got some sentimental shit going on with Johnny Rockets because that was a meetup spot for a lot of places. And Melrose, a meetup spot for motorcycles. And that was just, man. So this diner spot, um, they had this fire-ass fried chicken. They had burgers and everything. And so I decided to get that loco moco. And it's like a Hawaiian Japanese thing, and like where you get a burger. And by the way, they're oh my god, man! Second time having red meat, and I'm having this fucking grass-fed. This is Japanese meat, bro. You know what I'm saying? Japanese burger, sliced up, fucking egg, perfectly cut, like over medium, almost over soft, right? With the yolk, fucking ready to pop out. The way Japanese do that shit, so fresh. And with homemade gravy over rice and just fucking so good. That shit was fire as a motherfucker. Coca-Cola was so goddamn good. I don't know what to say. I got the itis after that. We went to go get some boba. And then uh, I took a motherfucking nap while this fool Jeffo ran around the fucking streets. I have no idea. I gave him my fucking hotel key. That motherfucker was out probably jacking off and shit. Fucking with chicks in the bathroom. I don't know what the fuck he was doing. But I gave him the uh, access to the club room. Because the club lounge got everything. They got food. They got a view. They got internet. Whatever. And I was like, bro, whatever you want, man, just charge it to the room. You're good, you know? And I know he ain't going to take advantage. So I take a nap, and then I wake up, and it's like about 12.30 a.m., and we decided to go hit One Oak. And uh, shout out to my boy, Richie, Richie Akiva. This is family, 20-something years. I've known Richie since before Butter when he was, you know, promoting that fucking spa and life. And, like, this is, I know Richie a long time. Richie's a legend in the New York club game, in the New York socialite game. You can't fuck with Richie like this. This little dude is a is a beast. You know, his, his it's just his level is a different level. So I think he franchised the One Oak brand for Tokyo, and this guy Sal runs it. So I went to go meet up with Sal, and um, we go to One Oak, and uh, I'm not gonna say anything negative. I just it's just a different vibe. You know, the clubs out here is like the only times I ever had a really good time at, at a club was at Club Harlem, and that's actually in Rapongi too. But uh. Rapongi clubs are dope, you know, and One Oak is, is the, this is the shit, and Jeffo's like, yo, I've been here before, when FaZe Clan came here, you know, um, 
we all pulled up here and Machine Gun Kelly performed and it was lit. And I'm like, I'm sure when they get the performances and stuff, everything is super dope. And uh, shout out to FaZe Clan, by the way. I don't know if you guys know, in uh, 2017, or was it 2017, I became an honorary FaZe Clan member. So I rock my, I was rocking my FaZe Clan chain. It's crazy inside the club. We're going to One Oak and it's just a different vibe, different crowd. Obviously, a lot of Japanese people in there. But I will say the DJ... Um, put on Plain Jane and that shit was dope as fuck. That, w- that was kind of cool. He threw that on and then the DJ recognized me. He's like, oh shit. He's like, oh, you Ben Baller. And it was kind of cool, you know. Um, but again, shit, Sal, mud, mad love. Appreciate you showing the hospitality and, you know, let me sit at the table and, and putting me down. I know he's going to give me a table. It wasn't that deep. I wasn't trying to drink like that. So Jeffo and me walked back to the hotel. He, he was going to stay, but he's, he's got to leave. And, you know, um, he left on Sunday. So like again, we'll get into this little Jeffo interview in a second, and then we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about Sunday. Uh, what else did I want to bring up, man? Oh yeah, so check this out, man. Don't forget that the Collect K L E K T giveaway ends on Wednesday, Wednesday London time, twenty three fifty nine. So at eleven fifty nine, you know whatever. But think of London time, and it ends at that time. So once it hits Thursday in London, it's a wrap. All right, and the motherfucking shoes are lit. Make sure you are following me because if you aren't. Motherfucker won't win them shits. I'll just go to the next one and pick the winner. Um, I want to say, too, that our T-shirts are for sale. By the time this podcast is up, there might be maybe 30 T-shirts left. I don't know. There, there wasn't very many. A lot sold quick, and I really appreciate it. I am not going to run this style again. So this is a legendary, you know, one-off style Ben Baller Pod T-shirt for the Behind the Baller podcast. So go to um, the... Um, fucking uh at ben baller pod instagram page and you'll see a post and you'll see that there are t-shirts for sale and it's the behind the baller pod.com forward slash shop i'm not positive on that but i'm just letting you know and um what else is there oh yeah man you know grailed so grailed.com is like the high-end ebay where you get like all the supreme off-white all the fly shit saint laurent everything i have a closet sale happening next friday and uh, by the time this podcast is announced, I am giving away, what well, we are giving away a diamond grill. Yes, I'm giving away a lot of shit. I'd be blessing my followers, my listeners. I'd be taking care of people, okay? So giving away a diamond IF and Co. grill, no bullshit. Not just that, if you do not live in Los Angeles, okay, we are going to fly you out from New York, you know what I'm saying? Fly you to fucking LA, put you in a fly-ass hotel, and you're going to get a grill made by me. This is not a fucking joke. This shit is serious. So check my Instagram stories and check the swipe up because shit is crazy. We are really doing this shit. It is not a game. You got to make sure that, you know, like like you follow all, all the rules. Just check out all the, you know, check out the caption when you listen to this podcast and everything. And, that, you know, you got to register and uh, check out my swipe ups and everything. And, um... My money counter, my all gold money counter drops on network, all right, NTWRK network app, and it is $125. I made this motherfucker affordable. I made a great product. We only made 500 of these, okay? I gave almost 100 a while. So let me tell you something. This is going to sell out. Most money counters cost about $800 to $1,200, all right? This is not a piece of junk. I've used it. I've counted bands in it. I've counted over $100,000 in this thing with 20s, okay? Counted with hundreds. This thing is dope as fuck. 
you will never get a chance to get an all gold money counter. All right. And it drops October 14th, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And uh, shout out to my boy Aaron Levon again. And the all gold money counter, I'm telling you, it's going to sell out real fast. You don't want to sleep on that. It's it's just the perfect price. Everything is good right about now. Let's get into this Jeffo interview. And uh, actually, you know what? Fuck that. Miles, Dust Brothers. Hit me with a little music right now. I didn't plan on having any guests this weekend, you know what I mean? Because it's just a weekend wrap-up. But I happen to be in Tokyo. Well, you guys know I'm in Tokyo. And um, one of my little homies, actually my little nephew from Sydney, Australia, is out here. And uh, How long have you been out here, Jeffo? Uh, three months. Three months, yo. So I got my boy Jeffo. Um, his actual name is fucking June, but he calls himself Jeffo. I have no idea why. It's a fucking weird shit. Fuck, now everybody knows. Shut the fuck up, you little bitch. Oh. <laughs> so anyways, Jeffo like does little dances and shit and little skits and everything on YouTube and uh, TikTok and fucking Weibo and all that shit and everything. And what other little yeah, fucking what, what, what the fuck is Weibo? You don't know what Weibo is? Oh, yeah, I know Weibo. Yeah. I don't know you use that because I thought you are Korean. I use it. I still have a verified oh, account. Damn, you're pretty cultured. You fuck. So anyways, yeah. So Jeffo, is, uh, he's got how many? Three million followers? Oh, yeah. Currently. So he currently has 3 million followers on Instagram just from doing silly ass little skits where he asks a girl to either kiss him or slap him. Um, this guy went to UCLA and ran completely naked like a fucking psychopath. And did you get arrested or no? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so they like, the police tried to like, fuck me. <laughs> they tried to fuck you? Yeah, so, so I was naked and they put me in a weird position and started touching me and shit. And I was they like- They put the finger in your booty hole or no? Uh, I don't know what booty hole is, but like they in your asshole, they put a finger inside your hat or no, dude. Like that was like a year ago, so like I I don't remember fully what happened, but um, yeah, it was pretty bad. Do you speak English? You fuck. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> Where are you from originally? Um, <laughs> your mom's house. <laughs> Where are you from? Seriously, stop. Okay, playing. okay, sorry. Uh. I'm I'm from Sydney. I was born in Sydney, Australia. Okay, but you're, you're but you're Chinese, right? Uh, uh like I I gotta get a DNA test because like she she. Some sometimes I think I'm two percent black. I think you're like down one percent. Ni hao ma. Huh? Okay. So, anyways, he's got three million followers. Um, how how'd you get so many followers, bro? Oh, um, so last year I was just like I was a bit sad, so like. I started doing social media and then I left college and I got a bit more sad. So I moved to LA and then I started growing because uh, I was like, I need to do something to get views. So I just, just did whatever. I, I literally have views tatted on my wrist. I know. How, how did you get like, how did you get views? Like oh, you started out with zero followers. How oh, did you get to oh, be yeah, At first I was like, um, needed a way to grow like in a smart way. Cause I know that like I've seen people making like millions of videos, they just don't fucking grow. So like, I realized I had to get like make videos that could get pushed out by like big pages and shit like that. I had to like network and shit. But like it was like through a lot of experiment and shit and like just studying the studying. The okay, album. so you don't want to tell us how to do it? Is that gonna like a secret or something? No, 
the secret is basic. Okay, there's no secret now because Instagram has changed its algorithm. In less than two years, you've gained three million followers, right? Uh, yeah. And your your most liked pick is seven hundred fifty thousand likes, right? Uh, video, 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 video. No, but most liked period. P- p- <laughs> uh, yeah. Your most liked photo or pick video, whatever is. Yes, my my most liked uh video was. Seven hundred that's something thousand. Wait, so you don't you post you rarely post pictures, huh? No, I do, I do. I I have a photo that's like four hundred thousand. I think I think I deleted it. I forgot what happened. Cause like literally that photo, I was touching dick to dick with my other friend. Oh, so like I just thought like. So oh. how long have you been gay though? You you've been come out the closet or what? Fuck, I was gonna hide this for a bit longer, but. I mean, do your parents care? You know, because Asian people they don't like you know when you when you. Uh. <laughs> They're, you know, they're, they're fucked up. Asian people are really like closed-minded, you know? Yeah, so, nah, my, my, my dad said he was literally, go- uh, l- literally going to kill me if I didn't have like kids or anything. So, I mean, I, I don't know if I can have kids if I was gay. So, yeah. So how long ho- you- Hopefully my dad's not listening to this. How long have you been gay? Uh, like, just two seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So... Also, what's what's the most comments you have on a picture? So seventy five thousand, uh, right? Yeah, seventy five thousand on this uh, photo. I was like, rate me out of ten. A what out of ten? Rate me out of ten. And then seventy five thousand people rated it. Yes. Where would you say your biggest fan base is? Do you have any idea? Like, where's your okay? Main, definitely your- USA, but um, it's like my fan base is hella international. I yeah. Most your most of your followers are from USA. Yes. Okay. And so, what are you doing in Tokyo? Uh. Not doing shit. I mean, why'd you come here? You're here for three months. Um, I came here because, uh, okay, n- no offense to Canadian people, but I just couldn't fuck with it. Like, so uh, I was like, I need to live somewhere more interesting. And then, what part of Canada were you from? Where were you in? Um, Toronto. Sorry. Oh, Toronto. Toronto's so, cool. So is Drake. Did you see Drake? No, nah, but I saw his uh his bird. Like that, you know that owl. I saw that bird a lot. So I was like, yeah. Oh my god, bro. All right, so like, what are your goals? Like, what do you want to do? Like, um, what, like, my goal is to like, I mean, I, I've already achieved one of my goals is to be on this podcast. So like, um, yeah, 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 yeah. But but my main goal is like, you're probably not going to fuck with it, but my main goal is to like explore the universe. That's good. Thanks, bro. Do you want to go to space? Uh, yeah, I, I, no, I want to- being serious. Do you no, want, no, for real, for real. Like, you want to go to the moon? No, 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 not the moon because there's nothing there. Like, you want to go to Mars? Well, there's nothing there either, but it would be cool to go. I I, I want to go to like another dimension. Like, you like, don't want to go. To, you you, you want to go somewhere outside of the ga- the, like, the galaxy, the Milky Way. Uh, y- yes, uh, something that's like out of our imagination. Right. Do you want to suck like space dick or what? Nah, 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 nah. I don't suck dick, bro. I might be gay, but I don't suck dick. Okay. So, have you banged any chicks out here in, in Tokyo or no? Uh, are um, you a virgin, bro? Don't lie to me. Tell me the truth, bro. No, don't expose me, bro. Uh, no, I'm being serious. <sighs> Less than you. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. But, yeah, definitely I can't count that with my fingers. So, like, if I gave you yes. $100,000 cash, yeah. US, what, what would you do with it? Uh, $100,000? Yes. Um, I'll donate it. What the fuck? You, what, you wouldn't want to try to invest it and try to make something more for yourself? Uh, What? Like what? I don't know, motherfucker. I'm asking you, stupid. Uh, 
Oh my god, Jeff. So so how old are you again? Uh 20. When do you turn 21? Next year, February 18. Oh, okay. Aquarius. Right. My mom's birthday. Yeah. And also Dr. Dre's birthday. Yeah, I love you, mom. <laughs> um so nothing else interesting to talk about? You, you can't say nothing else. Oh, what, what's the what's the craziest thing you've done here? Oh, Tokyo? the the craziest thing. So I got arrested twice in Tokyo already and um did they take away your passport? No, I didn't bring passport. And apparently if you don't bring passport, it's like a hella, hella fucked. Like it's like you break the law already. And then like, it, it was it was very fucked up because like, I felt like I was in the movie and I was being inter- interrogated by some like. Okay, why didn't you bring your passport? Because you knew you were going to get in trouble? I just don't do it because I didn't know the rule. Do you have your passport on you right now? No. Why? Because I, <laughs> I just forget things, bro. Okay. Do you have condoms in your in your wallet or no? No. I I need to, bro. I did some pretty bad stuff before. Yeah. Yeah. You have unprotected sex before? Yeah. How many times? More than half of my counts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's the craziest thing you've done on a video before? Oh, uh, craziest thing. Um So like I got these two I mean, I don't know. It depends for for, for male wise. Like, I I got two like porn stars in the house, and then we almost made a porn, but like we kind of made it like where it's like softcore porn. And uh, what are the porn stars' names? Uh, uh, this Korean porn star, and then this fucking Brazilian porn star. Shut the fuck, bro. What are the names? Uh, one of them is called uh Gina Valentina. Never heard of her. And then what about? Oh, I actually might have heard of her. Who's the other one? She's known for like deep throating and shit. Um, the other one is like. Little kimchi or some shit. I don't Shut the fuck up, bro. What's her name, dog? Literally, literally Lil. Like that's. I'm gonna, her. I'm gonna fuck you up right now. Seriously, you want me to fucking punch you? Bro, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> What's her name, bro? Literally, like that's her rap name. She cha- she cha- she went from porn star to a rapper, and like she didn't tell me her porn star name, but I know she's a porn star because, uh, she's friend with this other porn star, and she literally built like a porn star, and she she told me she was a. Porn okay, star. did you guys fuck around? Yeah. And then what happened? And then uh, the video got taken down. I uploaded that Pornhub as well to get more traffic, but that was a dumb idea because. Uh, Wait a second! You upload? You, can you up, you could upload a video on the Pornhub? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're a regular person, you could yeah, just, you just try it. <laughs> it's it's better. It's way better CPM on Pornhub too. So like, what CPM stand for? So people could understand. Uh, uh, sorry, I don't know what CPM stands for. But I, all I know is that the higher the CPM, the more money you make. For example, like the standard CPM in America is like three to five dollars. Whereas in India, it's like probably minus $1, $1. Okay, so what's CPM on Pornhub? Uh, fucking more than $10. Wait a second. Pornhub pays you? Like YouTube? Yeah, but no, but you need to do like some like fucking, ver- you need some, cert- like hit certain amount of shit, like views and shit. Like YouTube, you need at least 10K subs. Okay, if you have a million views on Pornhub, you make some money? Uh, I haven't hit, so like, uh, look, honestly, I've uploaded one video on Pornhub. I, I never double checked on the views, but 
I know that like this, if you had a million views yeah. on YouTube uh, on Pornhub, will it make money? Yeah, of course. You have a million views anywhere other than Instagram. No. Um, YouTube, it's like two thousand dollars. You have a million views. Uh, no, it depends if if your audience are fucking. I don't know, like from India or some some like country like that, then you make like nothing, like a hundred dollars or less. Or if your video is demonetized, you make nothing. Is it, that's yeah. You're fucking stupid, bro. So what are you gonna do? Like, what's your next move, man? Where are you gonna my, go? Next? My next move, uh, my next move is uh, I wanna become an icon. Like, so I'm gonna, like, I'm I'm already working on music, so I wanna get into that industry. And yeah. You wanna sing? Uh, you wanna yeah, rap? Yeah. Yeah. You wanna dance? I already do that. Yeah. Yeah. You wanna do porn? Mm. Little boys? In no, fuck no. I'm not Michael Jackson. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So, so like, who are your idols? Like, name two idols. Idols? Uh, damn, that's a hard one. <sighs> Wait, is there a time limit on this? Motherfucker, just give me two idols before All I right. sock you in the mouth. <laughs> wait, you're going to kiss me? Okay, wait. All right. Um, Jeff, I'm serious. Name two idols. Okay, okay, okay. Give me a second. Um, wait, that's a hard one. Uh, maybe... Okay, this guy doesn't even do what I do. Like Gary V. I know Gary, okay. Yeah, Gary V. Yeah. Why do you like Gary V? Because uh, I I just feel like he's really real. And Do you he, drink wine? No, I don't. You know that that's what he does, you know that, right? Yeah, but like now he does social social media shit. Okay. So yeah. so um like who do you have a crush on? Name a name a girl. Like if you could date any girl in the world, who would it be? Uh Camilla Cabello. Who? Camilla Cabello. The fuck is that? The girl who made Havana. What the fuck is that? You know Fifth Harmony? Fifth Harmony. Was that the X Factor? Is that what TV show is yeah. it? It's like a TV she's basically the biggest like girl singer right now. She's bigger than Selena Gomez and Ariana Grande? Ariana Grande has like 165 on million. On Spotify, on streams, yeah. Oh, Spotify. Okay. She's not bigger. No way is she bigger than Ariana Grande, is she? Yeah, on Spotify, she is. Right now. So who would you rather bang, her or Ariana Grande? Uh, I want to bang both. <laughs> All right, man. You got any shout outs? You want to tell anybody? You want to shout out anybody? Shout outs? Uh, shout, out to my, shout out to my mom and shout out to, sh- shout out to you, bro. Because you invited me on this show. What about Craig, man? You don't want to say what's up to Craig? Oh, dude, like, bro, I fucking miss Craig. And like, every time I think about him, I just get kind of sad. Because, yeah, without Craig, I would have never known you. That's my boy, Urban Psycho, a.k.a. DJ Homicide. Yeah. Okay, man. Well, I just wanted to come, you know, he, he's he's in my hotel room right now. He's got nowhere to stay. And he was outside dancing with the hat, you know what I'm saying, for some coins and shit. So I brought him up to the room. Um, He's going to give me a massage later. Uh... Jeff, well, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you. Can't All wait right. for that. You fuck. All right, guys. We'll be right back. Yo, Miles, hit me with one of the Lakey beats. back and uh that's my boy jeffo he's fucking crazy man fucking weirdo um i love that kid man i i, I really hope that uh he can figure things out and um i'm gonna do whatever i can to mentor him i don't want i don't want to mold him too much because if i mold him too much he ain't gonna be him he's gonna be me and i don't want him to be me i want him to be something else you know what i'm saying 
So let's get into Sunday. Um, Sunday is, uh, today has been crazy for me, man. Today has just been a crazy motherfucking day. I woke up with the worst anxiety attack. I'm, I'm going to keep it 100. When I get back to LA and I don't know, I, I'm going to set up an appointment with my, with my general practice doctor and I'm going to get all blood work done. I'm going to get all the testing, everything I need to get done because I thought I was having a heart attack. I, I'm not even fucking with you. I'm being dead ass serious. That's the worst thing about being, okay, when you have an anxiety attack and you're in your forties, when you're like in your thirties, your twenties, you're in pretty good shape. You know, you'd be like, ah, oh, no, this can't be a heart attack. No, I'm in good shape. I think, you know, unless you got the history of it. But when you my age, you just don't know. You know, that shit's scary, man. If a lot of homies die and it's just some crazy shit, you know, and, and um, this ain't, this ain't my, this ain't my time to go yet, man. You know, and I was really tripping like that. I called my wife and said, babe, and you know, my wife and me right now, um, it, it's tough because, you know, she knows um, I'm traveling so much and, you know, but the most time I feel stronger to her, not away from her, but I'm saying stronger because I, I yearn for her so much more now. And, uh, I, I, you know, I see kids on the street. Like I said, anytime I see kids, I just go crazy because I just think about my kids and I love my kids so much. They're so great. And uh, this traveling this year has just been nuts. But I woke up, man, and I was just, the anxiety was killing me. It was fucking me up so bad. Today was the worst I've had it in a very long time. And I haven't had anxiety in 10 years, maybe even longer. And um, I've had them when I had my, my, my colitis, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, shit, I got to take a shit. You know, that's a different story. You know, you worried about taking a shit on yourself or shitting on yourself. Um, and uh, this shit scared the fuck out of me. Um, I had to take a little quarter Xanax again. Uh, I got in the shower, cleaned up all my shit, start like semi-packing things, organizing things. When I start doing that, it just gets me in a better mood. And I uh, got my shit together. I was like, yo, I got a fucking big ass motherfucking photo shoot today. I ain't got time to, to, to play games or fuck around at all whatsoever. Like, you know, I ain't got time to, to even jokey joke with motherfuckers. So um, I just needed that extra time. I even laid up. I got more sleep than I did yesterday than I have in a while too. So um, I hit Uber, even though Murakami had like things set up and stuff. I was like, nah, don't trip. So I hit an Uber up. And I saw they had they had a version, you know, they had, they have a, you can get a van. And like I said, I'm gonna say this again: in China and in in um, Japan, if you're balling, you're, you're jumping in a van in an Alfred and uh, pretty much A L P H A R D Alfred. But they have like the high end series, which is called the uh, Velfire, V E L L F I R E Velfire. And uh, the Velfire is finally coming. I don't think it's coming to America, but it might. But it's it's also known as the Lexus L M, and it's just you know. For the longest time, when you saw like a Skyline or like a fucking um, a Nissan here, or not a Nissan, I'm sorry, if you saw an Infiniti or you saw like a fucking uh, a Lexus, and a, they didn't have Lexus in Japan. It was a Japanese brand, but it was just basically, it was like the high-end version of, of Toyota. It was just for marketing purposes, it was super smart. So an Alfred Velfire comes, picked me up, and it was pretty cheap, you know? It was like a 35-minute ride to uh, Nakano, which is uh, where Murakami's um, coffee shop, cafe, and a... Uh, his boutique is, and uh, the the Kai Kai Kiki head offices are over here in Mapongi. But uh, I get into Alfred, and I'm like, "Yo, this shit is lit!" And um, it just it just made my trip that much better because it was like you know it's like Uber Black, but Uber Black SUV luxury. And um, this is equivalent to a Range Rover, but even nicer for me. Definitely nicer than a Range Rover. And um, uh, what is it? Thirty five minute ride in L.A. in a Range Rover would probably be like a hundred something dollars over here. It's like 40 bucks. So, you know, there's a lot of things about Japan, definitely more expensive, but then there's things that there's just, you know, not so bad. So I get to Nakano and, um, his, uh, 
assistant and a translator comes out and gets me and I'm walking through here and it reminds me of imagine if there was a if there was a Japanese if there was a, a slots and swap meet in Japan and that's what it felt like it, it felt like almost like Green Hills too you know it was kind of it was kind of street like not hood necessarily but you know it was kind of like it was street shit and it was super dope and I get there you know what I'm saying and uh Murakami has these two big ass black security guards there and I'm like who the fuck are these dudes here for and like they're for you and I was like, what the fuck? And because uh, you don't have jewelry on me, I got some shit, but he just had security. I don't know if it made me feel better, but it was dope. And um, I get to check out his boutique and it was fucking super fresh going through the boutique. And uh, he gifts my kids and my wife, gave me this the Porter collab he did with the fucking uh, Murakami flowers and shit. And um, I'm just super hyped, man. The dude is so fresh, so so nice, man. Murakami's a legend, you know. I'm excited to be here. This is the whole reason why I came here is for, the, for this photo shoot and interview and everything. And um, we start going over things, and he has his, his uh, photographer, RK, who's fucking dope as fuck, super precise with everything. And, uh, you know, we start shooting, start shooting right there in the cafe. He said, fuck it, you know, we start shooting in his office. And um, we start shooting in there, and uh, he's like, hey, so you have any ideas for direction? And I'm like, Murakami, man, you know, like, dog, I just don't want to give any art direction to our director. You know, my man Cartoon told me that a long time ago. I may have some ideas, but like, you know, I want him to lead this, and... Um, He's like, you're making, you know, all the jewelry, so you're doing the work. I'm just, you know, providing the artwork and it's collaboration. I'm like, no, man, you're a legend. And he's just, you know, at first when I met Murakami, like I said, it was like, you know, not that I thought he was mean or anything, but, you know, he didn't know me. So it was like, and I've always heard he's a nice guy, just, you know, but at the same time, he's a legend and he's he's a boss and he's he's an OG. So, um, you know, you got to treat him with respect. And uh, I have been, and as, as things have gone, he's been a lot cooler and, and I'm excited about this thing coming up. And so um, we get out of there. We jump in a fucking, I don't even know what kind of van this was. This motherfucking van was like, it was smaller than a Sprinter, than the smaller Sprinter, but it was definitely much bigger than like, bigger than like an eight-passenger van. It was just fucking fly. Small, it was in between a Sprinter and like a Ford eight-passenger van. It was dope. And um, we get in there and we head over to uh, Harajuku. So we go to Harajuku to go shoot in this mall. And I'm like, yo, I don't know how the fuck we gonna shoot in a motherfucking mall. You're Murakami, dog. And, you know, we got an entourage, like eight of us and nine of us. And, um, yeah, sure enough, we go to the mall, gorilla style. We don't tell nobody. This motherfucker's so gangster, dog. I love that Murakami didn't set this up, like with the mall, call the company or call the place and try to shut shit down. And Sunday and Saturday in Japan is like, Sunday is the craziest. Like every single fucking person is out in the street shopping. So it's like the day people go and shop. You know what I'm saying? So it was crazy busy. There's thousands of people going up these escalators and things. And um, Murakami's, uh, um, you know, he's telling me where to go. And we do, the, we do the photo shoot there. We finish it. I can't wait to share some pictures. Yeah, man, it, it was just fucking, it was fresh as fuck. And then uh, we walk over and we pass Goros. Again, shout out to John Mayer. Yeah, man, Goros is a crazy, uh, super OG Japanese uh, jewelry line. And I won't get into that right now. It's just too much to talk about. But uh, we walk away from there and Murakami goes, hey man, do you want me to take you to your hotel or would you mind if we go visit Futura? And I'm like, Futura's here? Lenny's here? He's like, yeah, man. And I was like, oh shit, let's go see Futura. So we, uh, and he was right there, literally like two blocks away, but we jump in the van anyway. We go two blocks and pull up to Futura's uh, um, art exhibit. If you don't know, um, I've, I've said this before, in the early 80s or mid 80s, I was a graffiti artist. My name was Taze One. Um, I was affiliated with Kill to Succeed. And uh, the crew I was in, Second to None, we were the biggest 
well, K2C, K2S was definitely, to me, no, no disrespect to West Coast artists, you know what I mean? That was our rival. And I was on the West Side, too, for a little bit. But Kill to Succeed, K2S was, you know, the crew that that was like, they they ran LA to me, man, early on that, in that real era. And then it just became gigantic in CBS and everything else. And the dude who taught me how to DJ, Rob One, rest in peace, skate, rest in peace. They um kind of refounded CBS. We'll get into that another time. But besides Scene, S-E-E-N, um, Futura was like someone I respected crazy when I was doing graffiti and shit. You know, you watch Star Wars and... Some of you motherfuckers don't realize how deep I've been in the street art game and fucking hip hop and graffiti and fucking breakdancing and shit. And uh, first time I ever heard of Futurist through, well, I mean, besides, you know, um, Star Wars and everything, um, my man Eddie Cruz, he showed me where to go grab one. So my first piece of art I ever bought was a Futura 2000 piece of art. And uh, I never knew he had a son until later. And his son, Tim, Timmy's a fucking dope ass fucking photographer, 13 Witness, and it's just family's just talented. And some of the best photography, some of the best photos I have to date are probably the shots that Tim took of me, 13 Witness. So it was dope, man. We pulled up to Futura's uh, art gallery thing. And it was like, not even like, it wasn't even, not even starting yet. He was doing press. And we literally pulled up on him in the gallery. And he sees Murakami. He's like, oh shit, you came. What's up? And Futura has like this real bright smile on his face. And he looks at me. He's like, oh, Ben, what the fuck are you doing? I heard you were here. And it, it just... I have goosebumps talking about it now because this dude's a legend. It's just dope that he acknowledged me and like, you know, he knows me and it's just cool, man. You know, and Future is just a dope ass dude. Motherfucker still smoke a lot of weed. He's like a hippie, dope ass artist and just, just super fresh, man. Shout out to the whole team, him, Sky, uh, and again, it's his son, 13 Witness. And yeah, man, so we went there and checked out the exhibit for a little bit. And um, that, w that was about it. You know, I, I, I was like, we were wrapped. And uh, I gave fucking Murakami big ass hug. He took me back to my hotel people are kind of tripping like oh shit let's fucking do Bennett's with Murakami you know what I mean and then uh he said hey man we're gonna get this press going for you know uh Vogue ID magazine everything and then we'll roll it out through obviously Hypebeast, Heist to Bite and all the other shit coming up and um it, it just just crazy man it's just, just so crazy so I get back to the hotel I do a little cleaning and I, and I kind of organize myself I recharge everything my my wi-fi egg by the way I don't know if I mentioned this earlier because my brain is a little fucked off but anytime you go to Asia, if you go to Korea, Japan, or China, make sure you, um, as soon as you get out of customs, fuck trying to get out of the airport and all that shit, just relax your fucking ass a little bit, okay? Calm down for five minutes and immediately run to a cellular place outside the, the airport, especially if that's the airport you're going back to, okay? Go to the cellular place that you see and go rent a Wi-Fi router. We call it an egg in Korea, whatever. Anytime I go to Asia, I don't even, I mean, even though I have, you know, routing, I, mean, I have, um, routing what the fuck's it called roaming on my phone and it's cool and i could buy like a, you know a data pass having the router that little egg is insane it's a small as fuck you put it in your pocket put it in your little you know knapsack your fucking fanny sack shoulder bag your purse it is a godsend it is just a fucking amazing you literally have 25 to 20 to 30 mbps legit in your pocket all the time so your phone is just you're good you're lit you got you don't gotta use Wi-Fi nowhere else, and you can connect up to ten devices on the thing. This ain't an ad. This, this is a fucking. This is a gift. This is a guide for you, and it's not bad. It's like eight bucks a day or something. I forgot. So um, I'm going to charge everything, and uh, I decided to fuck save. Look, fuck this. I'm heading to Shibuya Crossing, heading to Shibuya. Like really heading there because I want to get my kids some gifts. So I walk into uh, uh, Project One Sixth, and that is the actual. Um, what do you call it? Uh, not a pop up shop. 
it's like a what the fuck is the word i'm thinking jesus christ um oh my god what the fuck is it called it's not a flagship store what the fuck is it called anyways it is the official bear brick store for medicom it is the only one in the motherfucking earth in the world that is it project one six in tokyo all right walk in there and i'm in fucking heaven they have gray carbon fiber bear brick for like thirteen thousand dollars they got the wood karamoko joints for like fucking 10 or 15 bands they got so much shit in there so i grab a bunch of shit i didn't spend that much money in there i probably spent like two thousand dollars in there but i grabbed a bunch of stuff for my kids and everything else then i walked around hit united arrows you know all the basic shit passed by the legendary denny's they got the legendary denny's there with all the japanese food they don't got like the regular american food and i checked out some vintage stores checked out supreme finally supreme and shibuya was all right um want to check out bait but it's like you know what i still technically have a bait endorsement deal with korea which is still owned by it it's still bape it's just bape korea shout out to my homegirl maxine cool and um you know yeah man you know i check out shibuya running around and i finally finally another thing that was like that i wanted to do while i came here and when you listen to this podcast go to my instagram store uh, instagram post and you will see a post well, actually, you know what? I don't know yet because it's not that time yet. But I'm going to post this yakiniku, which is the, you know, the Japanese barbecue. I'm going to post a picture of this fucking dish that I've been wanting to have for four years. And it is a fucking, it's raw Wagyu, A15 level Wagyu with uni inside. It is so fucking good. I'll break somebody's fucking head open. I'll fucking punch someone right in their forehead. Literally. With rings on. It is just so fucking good. Jesus Christ. And then, as if it couldn't get any better, I had a Wagyu bowl. Okay? A Wagyu bowl. Imagine going to like a place getting teriyaki chicken bowl. You go into like Donburi, you know, you get like sukiyaki. You can get like a fucking, you know, like a... Um, Sauce katsu, katsudan, uh, spicy chicken bowl, all that shit, like, you know, beef teriyaki bowl. I got a Wagyu Kobe steak bowl, all sliced up little tiny cubes of beef with raw egg, green onions, and rice, and I fucking could kill somebody. That shit was fucking lit, and it wasn't even that expensive. I mean, for what I ate, it was about 200 bucks, and that's not bad for what I ate. And that shit was motherfucking crazy. All right. So uh, by the time you guys are listening to this, it'll be like fucking Tuesday in Tokyo. Um, it is now super late. It is now 2 a.m. Sunday night in Tokyo. And uh, I'm about to go get some fucking sleep. And um, actually, I'm not going to get any sleep because the fucking Seahawks are playing in three hours. So uh, I got to set my alarm. But uh, check it out, man. It, it, I, I just still got a lot of shit I want to take care of out here and everything else. But uh, upcoming this Thursday on, uh, I believe, episode 17, I think, right? We got uh, Shabinsky's interview, him and G-Put. And uh, that's my first cannabis cat that we got in the weed game on the show. Uh, I don't know if I forgot anything else. My brain is a little off. But always remember, this is not your practice life. Dust Brothers. Can you kick in some beats right quick? You know what I'm saying? You know what beats I'm talking about. That at Lakey inspired. 
Hey, y'all. God bless. Live from Tokyo. Peace.